You're listening to Kick Ons with Furman and Jay. Holy! I'm very excited, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special guest in the building. Welcome back to the Furman and Jay show. Can you guess who it is? Kickons. Ty Turner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's motherfucking Ty Turner! Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Please use the second one. Yeah! No, please hit it! No, it's the wrong one. Hit it with the. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Turner in the building, otherwise known as DJ Ty, Perth local favorite artist. How the fuck is it going, bro? I'm great. Thank yeah. You. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. Pull that mic closer to yourself, Sorry. baby. Is that better? Mm. All right, cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to have you as my first guest, as our first guest, excuse me, DJ Ty Turner, who lives just upstairs. Hello. <laughs> why don't you- uh, Neighbors, give neighbors. Your, why, why don't you give uh, the audience a little rundown on who you are and, uh, and what you do? Uh, so my name's Ty. I've uh, been DJing in Perth for about five years now. Uh, I also have a fashion label called Medical Studios that I've been doing for just under two years. Uh, I used to do a lot of event stuff as well, just like all-round creative guy, I guess. Cool. That's what I call myself, all-round creative guy. <laughs> all-round creative guy, what a guy. Like, yeah. I like that. That's really nice. Okay. So let's start off. How did you get into, into DJing and what you do right now? Um, so straight out of high school, I had a lot of friends that had like a DJ group called yep. Ugly DJ. Mm. Shout out to those guys. Ooh, um, shout out to the Mandra boys. <laughs> yeah, down in Mandra. And basically, you know, I went to this house party with them and they were all playing and I thought it was like crazy. I thought it was like the coolest thing. So I asked them, I was like, Hey, can I, um, can I DJ with you guys? And they basically said to me, they're like, if you're good, we won't say no. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which is like a really weird thing to say But I was like sick So um, one of the guys, Brody uh, Gave me a quick like 20 minute lesson Let me borrow his controller I spent a whole week um, Learning basically how to DJ I didn't find a lot of like good material online so Yeah for sure like Teaching myself, you know I think Like YouTubing or whatever Definitely more recently I've seen a lot Like better resources, you know yeah. But at the time I, I wasn't finding stuff Yeah for sure Um and then, yeah, I was just playing, uh, I think in that first week, I managed to get three house party bookings. I was just telling people, you know, I'll play it for free, whatever. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, and I came back to these guys. I was like, hey, I just started. Um, already got three bookings. And they said to me, cool, we're launching our first nightclub event uh, in wow. two weeks. Wow, do you wanna, okay. Do you want to open it? Yeah, yeah. So I played my first ever club gig uh, two weeks after I started DJing. Wow. And basically since then, I've um, just been DJing in clubs ever since. That's crazy. Um, two <laughs> yeah. weeks, man. Like It's like a lead up time of literally like 14 days right into the spotlight. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Well, I've got a question. Uh, coming from like, obviously, rural, not rural, but like out of Perth. Was it harder to get gigs here in, in Perth coming from manager? Honestly, yes. You know, like... In Mandra, I had a lot of opportunity because there mm. wasn't a lot of people, you know, um, trying to get, trying to get the gigs that I was playing. Mm. But yeah, definitely, you know, when it came to Perth gigs, I had no clue where to start. And you know, the, the only thing I could think of, you know, was like if I come up here and I hang out with the people and I meet them, that's how I'm going to get gigs. And that's pretty much how I became friends with Furman. <laughs> so I shout out Fermi. Hey. I, think, I think Furman Hello. actually booked me for my second ever club set in Perth. Wow, where was this? Right up. Cereal. Oh, cereal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out cereal. Yeah, shout out to the 
Click Promotions boys. That's crazy, and and that's how that's how DJ Ty came to be. Yeah, basically, I start so, um, yeah, I, I was DJing, you know, for Ugly. Uh, They're called Ugly DJ Co. Yep. And then me and Brody uh, yep. were DJing as Hanzo up in oh. Trap, trap Duo. Yeah, Trap Duo. Trap. So if you want to look that up, boys and girls, Trap. I'm sure they. I'm sure they've got like a page still floating around on yeah, Facebook. It's still, it's still around. My goodness. Um and yeah, basically, you know, I started playing more party gigs, more hip hop gigs. Mm. Um, so I created my own solo project, you know, as naturally, and then just kind of pursued that, and now it's where it is at the moment, which is good. That's awesome, and and um, look, Ty Ty's everywhere now in Perth, especially playing at Butterfly. Um, humble. Uh, he's one of the leading young guys that's coming up, which is awesome, and that's why we wanted him on the show because obviously Ty's making big waves at the age of twenty-three. Unbelievable! You're not that, you're not that young. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what? In comparison to a lot of our other friends, it's cool. But twenty-three is still young. I remember when I first started DJing. Fuck, almost like eleven years ago, right? God, yeah, I'm, God, I'm fucking old. I used to DJ. Uh, shout out to Anna who taught me how to DJ uh, on. Actually, vinyl, actual vinyls on uh, turntables and stuff, and obviously had to readjust. And I didn't start my first club gig until like three years after I, I actually touched a record. Um, Anaru wouldn't let me use Serato for six months until I learned how to mix with my ears. And I wasn't allowed in clubs until I finished playing at the Saint. Shout out to ALH. Uh, they pretty much, uh, and the reason why I'll never work for ALH again, that, that company was absolute trash. <laughs> Please turn it um, down. <laughs> spicy. Um, but the people there were amazing. Um, yeah, man, I didn't get into clubs until like four or five years after. So ha- you having such a small uh, lead up time, but having great success is awesome to see. And I love Thank playing you. alongside you. It's fucking awesome. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you had another project that you work on. And that was a clothing brand by the name of... Medical Studios. I you keep calling it medical. I say everything wrong because I'm <laughs> you, actually a piece of shit. I but you, do you actually call it medical? I call it anything but medical. I call it. Ed- I mean, why do why do you spell it like that? Like <laughs> almost. Okay, so because it's, it's like literally, yeah. So the, the concept for the brand, you know, it started off. Am I close enough? That's perfect. Okay, so the concept for the brand started off, uh, you know, being uniform based, and the you know when I thought of uniforms, I thought about stuff, you know, like. Uh, doctors, nurses, you know, obviously like office workers, mm. all that kind of stuff. So just just me, you know, looking for words for inspiration. Yeah, and for sure. I basically saw the actual word medical and something just clicked in my brain. It was like, wait, that, but change the spelling because, you know, the clothing is, you know, it's going to be reflective or reminiscent of this idea of uniforms. Yeah. But... But it's not uh, medical, but, as but in like a little bit different, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. it's the spelling, but a little bit different. Of course, so of course. That's kind of. I thought it was like French or something, you know, like something fancy. Oh. Like medical. That. <laughs> uh, so my brand is medical, le femical. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that, to be honest, Furman. But why? Yeah. Why am I not allowed to say that? <laughs> All right, that's perfect. That was a that was a great wow. little. Uh, so what? What inspired you to kind of run your own clothing brand here in Perth? We have a lot of creatives and a lot of pathways that you could have taken. You could have been anything. You could have been an artist, which you are, I guess. You could have been a painter. You could have been a photographer. You could have been a like before, like a writer. You know, yeah, like were you thinking of doing anything else other than clothing? Yeah, what inspired this movement first? Um, so I kind of got into fashion uh, 
you know, straight out of high school when I was DJing and I was really into like surfwear. That's kind of, you know, how it started. And then I got into like, you know, posting outfit photos on Instagram as, you know, like... Like everyone, a pastime or something? Yeah, you know, it was like me and my friends would go shoot maybe like two or three times a week. Wow. Um, taking these outfit photos. And that basically just like grew my, you know, love for fashion and uh, like my style changed. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just like, just like anyone, you know, like I stopped finding clothes that I wanted to buy and I was like, why don't I just make my own clothes? That's a crazy you know, jump. Kind of like I think a, that's a crazy ass jump. That makes that, you know, everyone, everyone has that thought. They're like, why don't I just make shit that I want to wear? Well, I, I mean, that's the mentality. That's yeah. the mentality to success, right? Yeah, 100%. If, you, if there's no, nothing on there that's out there in the market that you think is what you, you know, make, yeah. then you should do it yourself. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how that inspired you to, to kind of push that. Like we live in a very um, materialistic world. Like it's crazy how many ads that we see and things that we push like Nike. You, you can off the top of your head, I probably think you can think about five or six brands that are already really well-known brands. But for your mind to be like, none of this inspires me and I want to make my own inspiration is something not normal. <laughs> it's crazy. And I want to shout that. That's, and that's really good. Like that separates you from the general public, right? That's why you became a creative and that's why you are the way you are. So encouragement to, and all, all the guys that are watching now, if you've ever wanted a sign, what, oh, when can I do my own thing? Like, this is it. Ty Turner is one of the, like, easy examples I can think of that have gone, you know what? I'm going to break away from the norm. I'm going to do something else. And I'm going to inspire myself and inspire others to inspire themselves. So medical has dropped. Medical has been around for actually nearly, how long now? Uh, just under two years. Unbelievable. Yeah, so let's talk about your past job. So guys that don't know uh, the brand and don't know the history, what have you been dropping so far? What have you dropped so far? Uh, so the most recent uh, stuff that I've done was uh, like trouser dress pants with like embroidery on them. Sure. Um, I did a collection that was called The Office. It was basically uh, the idea of what someone would wear um, to work, but on like a casual Friday. Mm. Um, with like, I had a graphic t-shirt that was inspired by uh, Aloha Fridays, which is actually like the predecessor to casual Fridays and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, in the past, I've done like a button-up shirt with like low pockets um yep. tying back to the whole like uniform kind of thing uh so yeah i've done the, all of the stuff that i've made kind of been this um i don't know how to say it like it's like a f like formal formally kind of streetwear in, in a way you know Ooh. like i didn't i didn't want to mash up of like yeah different so i didn't want to just you styles. know i didn't just want to make t-shirts you know and for me the t-shirts you know, as obviously it's an important part of a brand, but, you know, it's more what the T-shirts represent in terms of the whole brand. Um, of course. You know, together. I mean, anyone can uh, get a designer slap on a shirt, right? And then not have yeah. a story behind it yeah. or a, you know, stuff like that. So. Exactly. It's cool. Um, so you've got, talk to us about your favourite drop so far. What have you dropped that you really, really, really like thought, this is it, this is like, so far this is my peak. Honestly, the stuff that I recently dropped, which was about two weeks ago, is my favourite stuff that I've made so far. Awesome. Um, Tell us more about that. So I'm actually wearing it right now. Oh my goodness. If you can, uh, if you can see that in the, the video. Beautiful. Um, uh, and it's basically a mock neck t-shirt uh, and it came it released with a t-shirt, another normal t-shirt as well. I see. Um, what is it? What is a mock neck? It basically just means the neck sits a bit higher. So it's... On, it's like halfway between a t-shirt and a turtleneck. Yeah, right. Why's it called a mock neck? That's just the, the term for it. That's just the word for it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I know this stuff, it, it's really weird, you know, when you have a creative process and 
you work so hard trying to figure something out and then all of a sudden the idea just clicks. Mm. And for me, like the idea for this and the T-shirt, you know, I just did it. It just clicked in my brain. I just did it. Well, I didn't really think about it, you know. Yeah. And then I released it and, you know, they, they, sold, they sold out. So I was like, damn, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it, it, for me, right, I have no idea about fashion. I'm a terrible fashion Nista or whatever you call it. I, have, I didn't know what brands were. I'd normally just wear Nike, Adidas, all that kind of stuff. And then I got introduced to these guys who, you know, their norms are quite are quite above mine. Their standards are quite above mine. Like even Furman was killing it with brand designs and uh, designer brands, brand designs, designer brands. And I had no idea yeah, what they were, right? <laughs> so this reminds me of a, what's the the brand with the Russian signature? Like the Russian uh, words? Heron Preston. Heron Preston. So that's awesome that, you have a piece that is kind of inspired, but looks nothing like it, but in your own medical, like, what do you call it? Catalog. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's actually funny because, uh, you, as you can see, there's like the embroidery just below the neck. Mm -hmm. And I was originally going to put it on the neck, but that's like a really common thing. You know, I've, you just mentioned hair and press. Yeah. That's yeah. like a big thing they do, you know, the embroidery yeah, yeah. on the neck. So I just, yeah, I had this really weird thought. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it just below and we'll, <laughs> we'll run it. We'll see what it looks like. Looks so fantastic, yeah. I'm glad that everyone's like, been really in enjoying it. And what have you got in the future for medical? What's, what's, what's next for, your, for you and for your team and for the drops? Uh, so this year, I'm focusing really hard on uh, just doing as many releases as I can and just growing the brand awareness, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're getting that. I'm, we're getting traction i, can I mean you've it, moved you know? into the new office with the yeah, exactly. boys the resources there i guess i have now grown yeah, so for sure shout out to uh all the boys in the ai office banks cab marcelo productions all those guys um but yeah so this year i'm just focusing on as many releases as i can mm -hmm. um and just yeah getting the brand out there i can definitely see a lot of growth happening this year so uh, a few things I'm working at the moment is uh, oversized, uh, like long sleeve T-shirt um, for uh, for winter. I'm doing two like knitted sweaters. Oh, those sold really um, well. Yeah, I which heard, sold yeah? really so well. Yeah, that's well. really good. Uh, awesome. More more dress pants. Um, working on a blazer as well. Whoa! There's, yeah, there's so <laughs> exclusive. Is that an exclusive? <laughs> what do you mean? But is that? Like a one of one? No, like has has it, have you told anyone that you're uh, doing it? No, the, no this is exclusive. That's it, right? The exclusive on the Kick Ons podcast. Okay. You've now had a life for the medical crew. Yeah, so I uh, dropping <laughs> a blazer, a blazer. But yeah, just focusing. Yeah, on, I think we're <laughs> perfect. <laughs> focusing a lot on our outerwear, you know, mm. going into winter, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully it goes well. That's so awesome, man! I can't believe uh, I get to experience life with you. And, you know, I speak on behalf of Femme when we say it's awesome to be your friend, but it's awesome to see you as a friend grow yep. so much into different fields, into your creative field, into your business, into your um, into your fashion, and also into your DJ work, which we we you know we all link up together. Um, yep. If you don't know them uh, by now, it's actually Femme and uh, Lord Poncho and Ty as Ty Turner, but they're actually known together. No Dance DJs, As No baby. Dance DJs, ah, that's correct. DJs. So if you see them around, they normally very, very commonly play at Humble. Very much, you'll oh, see Furman floating around. Fridays. Butterfly a lot on the Fridays. You'll see them floating around and they'll get together and there's a lot of energy on set because obviously Furman and Ty. I've got a question. Oh, so go. for all the young people out there, or people who are starting out, 
what is your number one piece of advice? Oh, yes. In terms of both starting, let's say, starting a fashion label or even starting to DJ. Mm. How's, what's the first, what's the, what's the number one tip that you would live by? I mean, I know it's a hard one. I know there's two totally different industries, but. The first thing that, you know, that comes to mind, and it's, you know, it's cliche advice that everyone says, but, you know, it's just start now, you know, and just like, mm. like do it. Cause, you know, how many people tell you they're going to do something? You know, they tell you they're going to, I don't know, start their fashion label. Mm. They're going to start producing. They're going to yeah. blah, blah. You know, it's like, if you really want to do something, like start it right now. Um, wanna <laughs> I'm going to say quote. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Go for um, it. You know, Instaband. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't have to be good to start, but Whoa. you have to start to be good. Whoa! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here, quote Ty Turner. DJ Ty 2021, you don't have to be good to start something. But you have to start to be good. But you have to start something to be good. That's that's so, the instant quote for the year. Wow. So just, yeah, so I think, you know, to, to people, just remember that, you know, if you want to do something, just get it started. I think even if you write the idea down on a piece of paper. Exactly. You don't mm. even have to invest money into it yet. You get get your de- idea down yeah. onto paper, start visualizing it and start yeah. you know, making it happen. Exactly. I always have this weird thought, you know, about myself where you know, people people say like you did this, you know, you did that and mm. it's really flattering and like I love it, but you know, in my brain to me like I'm still just some kid from Mandra, you know, like wow, and it's like I you mean, know, you g- I see it all the time when you're out and about. There's Mandra kids coming up to you, and they're like, "Man, you're like Ty Turner." Like I've, like, I've seen <laughs> you around. No, yeah, no, I'm no, serious. Like no, I've seen no. you around. Correct, correct. Through your clothing, through your DJ. Yeah, like, yeah, but man. like that's seriously humbling. Like you know, being able to like tell those kids, "Yeah, I started in Mandra, and I'm exactly. in the big smoke," as I like to say. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, well, look, it's, it's great to be it's great to be recognised, you know, for hard work because yes, you know, of course, I'm like you know, all of us, you know, we've put a lot of energy and passion into projects, mm. and that's why we've seen, you know, like, uh, you know, success, great success. Um, but yeah, like you know, most importantly, I want to be an inspiration to other people. You know, it's mm. really important to me that you know when I when I post stuff, when I see people, I'm not just like flexing, you know, I wouldn't even say flexing, but you yeah. know, I'm not doing things because I want people to see. Not the showing off part. I want people to be inspired, you know, I want people yeah. to know that, you know, even if you're from Mandra, if you're from some rural town, wherever you are, you mm. know, like if you really want something, you can get it. That's you know? awesome. And that's like, you know, obviously, um, you know, gotten to this point where I'm quite well known in Perth for DJing and fashion, which is like crazy for me. You know, it's yeah. a different city to where I was, on, I no, guess, of course. But, you know that's not even the end of the road. For me, like, would you, know? you? Would you, if you stayed in Mandra, number one, would you be able to take your DJing to the level where it was now? Absolutely not. And then, second to that, with your clothing label, would you have taken it? Be able to take it to this level as well? No, de- well, you know the the people in Mandra, um, you know, it's a different demographic from Perth. You know, so mm. in terms of in terms of DJing, you know, there's less events. And there's, yeah, uh, you know, less places to play at. And then in terms of fashion, you know, there's just less people that are interested in, in fashion. So it's just a natural growth, you know, that I had to uh, move up to Perth. In case anyone from Andrew had, uh, doesn't know, I've moved up to Perth now. So How long crazy. has it been, like, what, a year and a half? Uh, no, nah, it's just, just under a year. Just wow. Yeah, so I was, yeah, this is a funny story. I was 
so I've been DJing actually in Perth for three and a half years now. Whoa! Um, you used to just do day, day trips. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Like, and I would you used to you used to sleep at our house, like on our yeah. couches and stuff. Yeah, I used to crash on Firm's couch, um, Seal's couch. But I would. I'd base. I was still DJing like four nights a week. Whoa! And I'd basically drive an hour to a gig. Now that is commitment. And then drive an hour home. And on some days, I'd only have a one-hour set. Damn. I'd drive an hour, DJ an hour, and then drive. See, home. boys and girls, that's what you call commitment. Yeah. Don't ever make any excuses. Oh, I live in fucking Bunbury. I live in Mandra. You, you drive. You take a bus. You walk to your gig, and yeah. you do your gig. Well, even, you if do it's, it well. even if it's not your gig, right? It doesn't matter what it is. If you really love it, if you really have the passion for it, and if you really think you're saying, you can, you do whatever it takes to get exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. And you'll do whatever it takes to keep it going. Because, I mean, Crazy. Any, anytime Ty would have given up, like, you're like, man, this, this is stupid. Two and a half hour drive here and there. Like, for what? For 80 bucks or this, that, the other. And he, he kept going. Perseverance is, is the key here. But not only perseverance, but it's like respecting the art and, and, and pushing yourself. And that's exactly. fantastic. Oh, thank you. That's I really always, awesome. You know, I had this like one thought go through my head and it'd always just be like, you know, you're doing this right now. You know, you're driving all this way yeah. because no one else would. You know, like I'm doing Ooh. this because, I'm, because yeah. I'm, you know, this is how badly I want it. Yeah, you know? exactly right. Who else is going to, you know, who else is going to drive two hours for this one hour gig, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even if, you know... It doesn't even matter what the gig was. It was just like, I'm committed to this. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. Gonna make this work. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool, man. That's fucking amazing. So, <laughs> Thank you. we've run through your DJ stuff, we've run through your medical stuff. So, I want to end this segment with you by asking, what would you, Ty Turner, love to see Perth grow in, in regard to events or like music wise? What would you like to see more people in Perth listening to or hosting? Um, so I've been playing a lot more baseline gigs at the moment. Mm. I don't know if a lot of people know what baseline is. We'll it's put a little. We'll put a little sound clip right here, so you know exactly what baseline is. Um. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. Um, well, I can put a song on. Nope, keep going. But basically, it's uh, it's this form of like UK bass house. Mm. It's quite like really high energy. I've been playing that out in Perth for about two years now. Yep. Um. And yeah, I love it. It's actually been growing slowly. Um, there's one song that I started playing out uh, probably about actually, what, two years ago now. Oh, here we pay, go. Pay for Thrills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clyde, Qatar, you claim which, yeah, it's to be the, one of the first people to play it. Do you reckon? I, so I'm not going to be, I'm not going to claim I'm the first person to play it, but Dang. I'm going to claim to be the person that played it and made everyone else play it. Oh! Titanic exclusive number two. He's wow. the one that paid zero, exclusives paid for thrills. On exclusives here on Kickons. Every DJ owes him at least ten percent of their invoices because it's what made the set. Wow. Right. So baseline, more baseline stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I'd, you know, I'd love to see more baseline uh, events and yep. artists come through Perth. You know, hopefully when the COVID stuff's over. Well, who do we have uh, recently that just came to the court? Uh, we just, holy goof. Mm, goof goof. Would you say that was your favorite <laughs> set of all time? Yeah, so shout out Holy Goof, by the way, your boy, your boy Ty played after you. Yeah, shout him out. Shout out Holy Goof if he's listening. Hey, hopefully. Goof Goof, <laughs> he's listening. I'm, listen. I'm tagging him this. I'm gonna tag this. Tag Holy Goof. Uh, but yeah, so I got to play um, close after Holy Goof at the court. You know, sold out court. Shout out to uh, Mitch Crisp and the Highline guys. Highline, hi hi. And yeah, that was probably my favorite set that I've ever played in five years. I'm gonna say it was. You know, the energy was crazy. Um, obviously, 
the court production, you know, is insane. Yeah. I uh, had some visuals made by Delim, 1AM Saint. He uh, made them on the day because my other uh, visual... Shout out Delim, shout out Perp Creatives. So, um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And just, you know, from that one gig, um, I managed to uh, get two radio uh, guest mixes. Nice, appearances on radio. Yeah, so one in WA, one in Melbourne. Awesome. Um, Nationwide DJ, <laughs> next international DJ. DJ time. And yeah, just um, a lot of recognition from like a lot of smaller guys in the UK who I played like a lot of their unreleased Yeah, I songs. saw you played a lot of unreleased tunes, then you got those raw clips, yeah. sent them out to all the little labels and, and all those guys and they fully just... Uploaded them and tagged you and all that stuff. Which is yeah, cool. exactly. that's awesome. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. I was like in a little bit of recognition in the UK, which is you know. Flattering. That's awesome. So. We're gonna put a little clip here of the of Ty's um, of of the the limbs um video that he made of of Ty, so you can see the energy. It's probably about ten second clip. We'll put it right here, and you can have a look. Um, <laughs> but right now, uh, we're gonna do a little switch up of topics because we like to be a little. How do I say it? Uh, knowledgeable on our social stuff in the the world that we live in. This is going to be a surprise to everyone because I'm the only one that thought of this. <laughs> so oh, okay. We're going to be talking about the Asian violence that's been happening in North America. Oh, you've seen this stuff. So we're going to be talking about the uh, anti- Actually, I want to show this one clip yep. of the uh, of the Asian lady yep. um, being- uh, Assaulted? Ass- no, she wasn't actually assaulted. This is the aftermath of it. Um, and oh yes, yeah. she's standing with the bat. The bat, yeah, yep. yeah. So, I, have you, I've, you haven't seen this one? I don't think I've uh, seen okay. this. Okay, so we'll show the up. clip as well here, but we're going to show the we're going to show Ty this clip right now, and you'll see it on the screen. Um, Check out YouTube as well. Just talk about it a bit. Um, so, pretty much, the vi- the verbal way of this how it goes right is the verbal the verbal description of this is there's a video clip recorded after an elderly lady is attacked. She's been attacked by a man out of the blue. It would seem. So here's a, here's a 55 second clip. So it pretty much goes, she, lady's shopping with a, finished shopping, she's got a shopping bag. In Cantonese, I believe, she puts her shopping bags down. And as she puts her shopping bags down, this uh, Caucasian man attacks her. Just straight up punches her. Boom, right in the face. Now, when we say elderly, we're talking like 65 and above. So this lady has not, like, she's no Jackie Chan. She ain't going to fight nobody. So, That's he, crazy. so he attacked her unprovoked. Yep. And then she, she retaliated turned the tide, and turned the tides on him. Fucked him up. Yep. So in Cantonese, what she's saying there to this police officer, as she's pointing the bat, in Cantonese she's saying, uh, uh, which means he hit me, right? And she's like, she starts to cry because obviously he hurts. And then she's like, he hit me, he hit me while I was shopping, right? This is one out of many at the moment. Um, I don't know even how to say this. Uh, like, oh, Asian hate crimes. Yeah, is, Asian, is what, Asian what based attacks, and they're only targeting people of elderly Asian race. I'm oh, sorry, excuse me. They're only targeting people of the Asian race that are elderly. Yeah. Thoughts, boys. We're all I mean, we're I all mean, Asian. Is, is this because of is this because of the coronavirus? Is that is that why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, there are some attacks that have they have started off with, oh, you fucking Chinese. Um, Virus looking motherfuckers, rah rah, this at the Chitong, other. We want and, and they've started off the assault as a verbal assault, but there are some that are just super unprovoked. Like, for example, the coronavirus one that Vermin speaks of in Melbourne, Sydney, there's a visual of two ladies approaching two other girls and they just start abusing them because of the coronavirus. Everyone's in lockdown. It's fucked up. Uh, yeah. What like, a crazy time we live in. Give me your thoughts, boys. I think it's really fucked up, you know, just in terms of, you know, how much. You know, people love Asian culture, yep. you know, and 
um, you know, it's such a big part of the world. And then to see all this kind of stuff happening, it's like, you know, people don't appreciate, you know, what's really happening. 100%. I, I don't think I explained that very well, but I think you, I think you know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. No, of course. We, we are, a lot of stuff gets used from us, food, culture, yeah. tattoos. Yeah, um, sushi, all dumplings, kind of culture, yeah, exactly, all this exactly. kind of shit that they appreciate and they take for granted. And then, you know, let, let's, let, me, let me just lay down this as a forward. Any attack on any person based on color and based on race is unjustifiable off the bat. Straight up. Doesn't matter if it's Asian, doesn't matter if you're black, doesn't matter if you're brown, doesn't matter if you're Indian, doesn't matter. If you are provoking an attack based on race and, and any sort of identity, shame on you first and foremost. And I hope you get what's coming to you. Furman, give me your thoughts on this uh, uh, on this insane insanity that's happening over yeah, North look, America. I think uh, I, I feel like America just has a general problem with racism in like you know racism in general. Yeah, you're right. Whether it be black people, uh, Hispanics. Yeah, man, the African American uh, people uh, yeah, been suffering. For yeah, years. and 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 now Asians, you know. So I mm. feel like it's the the whole society and stuff there really. I don't know. I think it's just I'd hate to say, it, but it's a norm, right? So yeah, there have to be some change in terms of um how. People, people sort it out over there. Uh, education, I guess, would have to be one yeah. way of, of tackling it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one, right? Yeah, so it's going to take years to decades, even centuries. Decades, yeah, to to even to make a dent in it. In it it's like I'm, I'm I'm building that structure of um, racism. That I mean, I can't even say the USA is just a part of it. Like everyone, Australia has got deep roots of. Of racism in itself, yeah, of course. structural racism. Um, and the whole world needs to learn. The whole world needs to learn that, you know, th- you know. There's half of me that's like violence is the answer. Like, catch me in Perth. Catch me finding someone being an elderly person. Trust me, I'm going to be at that court hearing oh, smiling. Oh, I'm going to be absolutely like from ear to ear. If I catch someone bashing an elderly person, doesn't matter what race, like I will, I will be at your court hearing and I'll be smiling from ear to ear. It, yeah, it, I don't think I don't think I can make my blood boil anymore. Ty, I want to show you this video. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of ended on. Uh, it's this video. I don't know if it's a ter- satirical song, but it's this song called "I Want to Be Ninja." Oh, okay. So now here it is. Let me know your thoughts on this. I want to be ninja. Look at the husband. Wait for the Asian lady. Look at the Asian lady staring at her like, I'm right here, bitch. Now, this clip has been going around for a while. This but is it's not an a old meme again, as well. Uh, on Reddit. Yeah. But yeah, this this lady, suppose she's from some reality reality TV show. Correct. She's been making a few of these songs, but how I like to be ninja. She obviously thinks uh, ninjas are from China, number one. Shout out to the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking identity stuff. What do you think of that? What is that? I that's mean, satirical, right? In your eyes? I really hope that's satirical <laughs> because that's, you know, like, that's, that's just fucked. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked. Yeah. Look, it's, it's a shame to see, you know, so much, you know, there is like, there's, you know, it's racism. People think it's funny. And, you know, obviously this person thought that was a joke, but, you know, to a lot of like, maybe to me, I can 
wave it off, you know, and I'm not offended by it. But to a lot of people, you know, that's that's their culture and that's their heritage. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. and you know, that's like, that's it really hurts. Wave it hurts. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, the lady in the video is called Jennifer Murphy. Is an American actress, YouTube personality, entrepreneur, and speaker. Murphy has been the top 10 finalist in Miss USA 2004. The song is I Want to Be Ninja. She also has a YouTube video on how, why she made the song I Want to Be Ninja, and she's done it live. I'm not going to say anything right now because it's funny. <laughs> There's 80% of me. I, the, my toxic behavior is I laugh. I make jokes out of anything that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm so angry <laughs> that I, if I keep staying, if I keep speaking, we're going to get caught off here. So I'm going to leave it to you too. <laughs> well, we're pretty much done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't, just don't do whatever she did in that video. Just don't do that. <laughs> That's a big no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Turner. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> Wish much. we had more time. Wish we could uh, talk for longer, but. I'm sure there's plenty more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk very, very soon. We're definitely going to be talking for a bit longer in the next video clip. So next week, guys, like next week, we have Keisha Fit on the uh, on the podcast. She'll be talking about her amazing fitness journey, uh, a little bit of a naughty subject, her OnlyFans. Oh, I'm excited. Her spiritual awakening and things that she does, you know, uh, that have, you know, inspired her to change her life, to make it for the better. So we're going to be talking to at Keisha, Keisha Fit. On Instagram. Do your research if you want to do it now. It's just going to be awesome. But uh, thank for you so now, much for, for coming now, on. Like, and, uh, like and subscribe to YouTube. Yeah, we'll be putting the links in medical down below. Uh, there'll be a, a link for us uh, if you use the podcast, uh, Podcast J and Furman, um, you'll get 0% off the next medical job. <laughs> so if you just want to type that into the- uh, <laughs> We'll get 0% commission. Yeah, and you'll get uh, zero discounts <laughs> for the next medical because you're just reporting us. <laughs> but anyway, ladies Thanks. and gentlemen, as we end the podcast, DJ Ty Turner. Thanks guys. You guys you guys are killing it at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you. Hope to, hope to see more, uh, more podcasts in the future. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's us. Peace.